Welcome to Uncorked. Hey, welcome to Uncorked. Hey there, welcome to Uncorked. Hey, welcome to Uncorked. Hey, welcome to Uncorked. Hey, welcome to Uncorked. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Yeah. It is officially summer-ish spring. That's what we're going to call it because it's hot outside. I feel like the mosquitoes are here. I feel like the fact that we're saying summer-ish spring means that we're not sure what it is. It's just this weird, almost humid, not quite humid, but I have all these mosquito bites on my ankles. Uncomfortable. Ugh. But I'm happy. It's the end of the week. It's Friday. So, yes. Um... Not too much on the events radar this week. Um, well, events as in people who are actually coming to Shanghai, I hope. Uh, it's a few months out in September, but the chain smokers are supposed to be here. Oh, yay. Yeah, they're, I mean, relatively popular group and internationally, I think in the States as well. Yeah. Pretty big. Um, tickets, early work tickets are going for 480 RMB, and they will be here September 10th, so... Get those tickets. They're selling pretty fast. That should be exciting. If that little techno drop in your songs is something that you like. Um, yeah, it should be Can't recommend any tech. songs, but uh, I don't know. Like I've only got like one song in mind, and I, I just, my, my voice can't reach that, that, that falsetto in it, so I'm not going to sing it, you know. But it's from that movie. That Yeah, that one. That movie. So we have a couple special guests later on in the episode, so we're going to keep this pretty short. But I do have a couple, just tidbits of foolishness this week. But <laughs> it's actually not Western foolishness, which I love, because it's like, I have been following many, like, news outlets lately, and every day I, like, click on something and it just gets more and more ridiculous. Like, so I am a frequent Taobao-er. I'm Ta- yeah, Taobao. yeah, definitely a Taobao-er. Taobaoing. <laughs> I Taobaoed. <laughs> I love Taobao. Uh, just the efficiency, you know, all of the things, you know, you can basically buy anything. And you can search for it with a picture. It's amazing. Anything you want on Zan Taobao. <laughs> and I think I heard in passing before, someone was like, oh, like, yeah, you can buy people on, on Taobao. And I was like, that sounds pretty bizarre. People. And a little not, inappropriate. Like, so, not yeah. action figures. People. No. Yeah. So when they said that, I just ignored it. Mm. I was like, what? And I come to find this article where people are, like, buying fake boyfriends and girlfriends on Taobao. What? <laughs> like, how, how does this work? This this sounds like it's a whole scheme. Like, what's what's going on here? Like, you order the boyfriend and then he arrives at your doorstep, like, two days later, express mail. Like, what's what's going on? And, of course, like... Most of the consumers are women who are mm. purchasing foreign boyfriends. Um, you know, because in China there's this thing called a leftover woman where you're in, like, late 20s, early 30s, and you're not married yet. Mm. Um, so you're going home for the holidays, and your mom's like, uh, where's where's Bay? Like, where's what's Bay? What's going on? Where are my grandkids? Um, so this article was centered around one girl. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm going to take Bay home for Christmas, or... Chinese New Year. So she she got this guy on Taobao. She sure did. 200, <laughs> 200 RMB an hour. What? She was like, I'm taking him home. It's my hometown, you know. We're going to do this thing. Uh, you know, so they travel there. And not even two minutes, she opens up the door. She's like, hey, mama. And mama's like, uh, that's not Bay. He's too cute for you, girl. What? 
Yes, that's, that's what Mama said. That's that's wait. It's a whole weekend, so it's not even two hundred two hundred quite an hour times and, a and weekend. He, and he couldn't even even get in mm. the door mm. before mm. Mama was like, "Nope." And you know, I was reading the article and I opened my mouth and I just started laughing because Mama resonated with me so well. Like I could just imagine <laughs> my mom doing some crazy like that. And I was just like, mm. and the reasoning, like, it was legit listed. She was like, yeah, like, the mom said that she didn't believe it because he was too handsome. He's too handsome. Like, what is, what is, that's, that's, like, so much shade. Like, he's too handsome for you. What does that mean? I feel like I, I need to sit down, take several seats. Like, mom, what are you saying? I mean, it's a tough crowd out here. But if you are looking for a fake boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, or maybe something that could really turn into love, you know. Maybe. Possibly. You know, Taba has got you. But you should definitely ask for your refund back if your mom's not convinced, because... I mean... 200 is not not child's play. Uh. Maybe I'll go on Taba, you know, put my my little profile on there. Boyfriend Express? (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, for me to be a girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, 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 sorry. (laughs) Okay, how much are you going to charge for an hour? (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm a good, like, you know, I love the number 7, 750 an hour, you know. What, 750? Yes. Okay, you better be convincing. Like, my mama better be like, okay, listen, this is the one. Only for holiday activities, you know, I'm in high demand, you know, I don't have time to be out here. But yes, you know, y'all find it on Taobao. So another, and I find it really funny because these articles that I find on WeChat are ridiculous. This article said, college schoolgirls selling their eggs to buy iPhones. Wow. And, you know, it can be interpreted in so many ways. Like, first of all. Selling their eggs? Which eggs? Like, what kind of eggs? I mean... uh, Why specifically iPhones? (laughs) Okay, that definitely is a... Why specifically iPhones? Why not for anything else? No, because, like, I was reading, though, it it was from a Chinese news site, and I was thinking, like, okay, are these women, like... Are their parents farmers? Like, you know, my mind oh. just automatically, like, stretches <laughs> to other things because I'm like... To, like, chicken eggs. It's pretty like, bizarre, you know? Oh, wow. The article itself was bizarre, but... Lost in translation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, college girls are getting hip to the world of IVF, mm-hmm. and they have started selling their eggs to agencies who are looking for, um, you know, customers um, to give eggs to women who are barren yeah. um, after the one-child policy. Oh, my goodness. So that's that, that's 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 very intense. I mean, the, the level of, like, hormone injection and, and what your body has to go through. Um, after that, and then, you know, is the money even worth Is the iPhone even worth it? Because in this case, it's not money, it's an iPhone. But it's even more intense because it's actually illegal in China to oh. sell your eggs. <laughs> Wow. That's the most important part of the article, I feel, they, even though they went into a long spiel about all of this, and I was just like, I think the illegal part is the most important part. So how do you have you even have this operation happening when it's illegal? I well, mean, basically, mm. these are agencies operating, like, um, under illegal mm. situations, and they're actually, like, making deals with hospitals and doing some pretty unorthodox things, oh, like giving girls gosh. several injections, like oh. making them produce eggs faster um, you that know, to supply to families because there's a surprising amount of Chinese families, I guess, who, you know, aged out after the one mm. child policy and they wanted to have another child. So now they're really, and I mean, they're not just looking for any old body, you know, too. There's like very strict characteristics based on like intelligence, yeah, like, grades and the way that you look, height, mm. uh, 
So I thought that was pretty interesting. And the story is, like, ongoing. I've seen, like, four or five articles about it since I first saw it. Um, because a lot of these agencies are under investigation and a couple people have been detained, things like and that. arrested, yeah. It's crazy. So, it really is. Know. Have you ever thought about that? Donating eggs? Uh... It's, no. It's not illegal. It's actually not illegal in the United States. You it's not illegal in South Africa as well, but I just think that, you know, hormonal imbalance once a month is already too intense. Yeah. So I cannot imagine, you know, having to go through that process voluntarily. And I really, I do empathize with people who actually have to go through those measures to, like, have children. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's an easy process at all. Yeah. You know, but personally, for me, uh, I think my yeah. eggs and my, and my ovaries is... is I just wouldn't want to do anything that I wasn't, like, necessary, you know? Yeah. Ugh. But I hope that they got their iPhones, and I hope it was the newest edition, you know? And I hope those agencies are also, like, the law is just, like, you know, kind of gunning down on them as well, you know, putting... Yeah, because it's absolutely so much. Some of the things that they were doing were really insane, like, bribing hospitals to, like... Yeah. Like, it's pretty unnatural to pump up, you know, to have more eggs in the month than usual but and literally then, treating women like they're chickens yeah and if it's illegal then you can imagine that um it's not it's not regulated in any way so exactly. they can get away with giving like several injections to people or overdosing and stuff like that just to meet um with with demand which is absolutely horrible it's pretty insane but yes the story is ongoing uh, maybe i'll link the article in the bio so if you're interested in that you can find out what's happening and what's going on with these agencies and i mean girl if you want an iphone you know just get get, get you a side job there's other things you can do you know I'll, I'll i can also link a guy who sells really good refurbished iphones Oof. you don't have to do all that girl <laughs> you don't have to do it <laughs> but yeah uh that's all we have today for the news um yeah, like I said, we have something really exciting coming up. So we're yeah. like, we're both really antsy for you to hear what we have coming next. All so right. see you in a second. Bye. <laughs> Being here, meditative writing retreat. This is an invitation to take off the city, reflect, write, meditate, create, and collaborate from a place where geography, nationality, race, and otherness don't confine you. Immerse yourself in a weekend of creative exercises, inspiring exchanges, introspective thought, morning yoga, meditative workshops, and more. Taking place in the beautifully scenic island of Chongming, just an hour outside of Shanghai from the 21st to the 23rd of June. Early bird tickets are going for 1,350 RMB by the 20th of May and 1,500 thereafter. For more information, contact Kito on 156-1894-3212. That's 156-1894-3212 by WeChat or by phone. Welcome back. Hi guys, welcome back. So, today's episode... Uh, we've got a v- two very, very, very um, interesting uh, professionals in studio today with us. And uh, we'll be speaking on the topic of money, money, money. Yes, we invited two people uh, to join us this week. We're very excited to have Tamar, t- Tamar Hella <laughs> in the studio with us and Tommy Greb. Um, and we're going to let them introduce themselves. So, Tamar. 
Can you tell us a little bit about Oh, wow. Hey, guys. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having us. This is quite exciting. And this is mine and Tommy's first podcast ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have been in China almost three years now. I run the LinkedIn local Shanghai and recently just launched the richest women in Shanghai in partnership with Oliver and Greb uh, Capital Management. And that's Mm -hmm. a little bit about what Tommy is going to talk about today too. give us some money, money, money advice, Mm -hmm. money, money, money. Yes. Very good. And uh, yeah, Tommy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Yes. Thank you guys for having me. It's really an honor. It's very exciting first oh, podcast oh, we're for me. excited to have you we're like we're excited to learn about money yeah. <laughs> so much I um, mean. so i i've been coming to china since i was 16 years old oh, wow and um i would come every summer and basically six years ago i moved here permanently mm-hmm. uh, at least for now wow. um and when I moved here, I was studying and then interned and met my current partner, and we started Olivar and Greb Capital. So hmm. very excited to be here and talk hmm. to you guys. And you've been in Shanghai the whole time? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. So today we brought in some experts, really, uh, to uh, come and help us. Because a lot of people come here for like a better job or better job opportunities, better career opportunities, and they're obviously handing, handling their finances and they're handling their finances in a foreign currency. So it's we don't always have it together. So we're really excited to have you on the show and to just kind of pick your brain on uh, you know how to better handle our finances. So we'll start off Great. with uh, Tommy. Okay, so um, I think my first question, really, I'm just going to like dive into it, mm-hmm. is uh, so you know coming from different countries, we all come from like different places, and we're here, we're dealing with uh, you know RMB, and we're dealing with our home currencies, and really, it's it's hard to kind of think where do we invest our money? Like, do we do we mm-hmm. save in dollars, which is an option I think that that um, banks have here? Maybe you can elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do we save in our home currency, which may not necessarily be as strong as RMB or dollars? So really, what are the type of investments that we should be we should be looking at as expats? Well, I think to begin, before we even think about investing mm-hmm. in any jurisdiction, you got to think about how much cash do you have saved, just an yeah. emergency fund. Once you have that, yes, you can look at other places. Um, but I think for me, the most important thing is having money saved in China in the U.S., in your home country, wherever it is, just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. Um, All three, okay. I'm pretty conservative by nature, mm-hmm. and similar to, I think, our investing style, style um, I, I like being a bit diversified. So the first thing is just having cash in, in a few different places, um, and then from there you can look at investing, um, but that's yeah. really the first step. Okay, so that's really good to know. So save in all currencies, like be safe. All, all, well, all three, well, all three kind of that you're dealing with. I would, I would say so because you never know if you're going to move back home. And if mm. you do move back home, maybe the RMB depreciates like crazy. Yeah. And then now it's not worth as much. So I like not speculating on currency and just, yeah. you know, being safe. Yeah. Being safe. Okay. And just, just to make this like a investment for dummies segment, um, <laughs> yeah. what, what are the best ways that you recommend, um, like the, the options to send money back home? For people who don't have it because it's a struggle sending money back to the state sometimes, like this card, this card, PayPal, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. What what options do you have? You, you've got to deal with the banks, which oh. are difficult, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. possible. So you'll need all of your 
your statements of payroll. Basically, you need to prove that you made the money, and then you can move it. So that's definitely something that we would recommend. You know, keep all of your slips. Um, make sure you can prove that you made it, and then you can move it offshore. It's not too difficult. It takes about half a day. Okay. No, oh, that's not bad. That's mm-hmm. not bad um, compared to how long it could take. Yeah. Um, when I first got here, I was like, what to do banking cues and all of that okay that's really really interesting and and also just looking at um you know i i, I think everyone that comes here usually it's, there's quite a wide um age range right there's you've got your just came um just come out of university just graduate just graduated uh you've got your kind of mid-20s and you've got your late 30s and you've got your people that have been here for like 10 15 years so looking at that you know what would you advise are the type of investments that one should be looking at kind of at different phases like if you've just graduated what should how what should what should your savings look like um versus someone who's maybe in their 30s and they've been here <laughs> you know, and you know, you know, there are people who are really like uh, organized about that. So, what what would you advise, just in terms of that? That is a very good and complex question. <laughs> I, think, I, think I agree. Um, yeah. In general, yeah, in the general. young the younger you are, the more risky you should be. So, mm. riskier things could be like stocks, okay, um, or even maybe getting into some real estate for mm-hmm. a little less risky. But in general, the longer mm. you need the money the riskier you can you can let it be um, understanding that whatever you put your money in will go up and down potentially mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, I would say when you're first starting out let's say it's your you know because everyone's different you yeah. might have you might be young too but you might be very adverse to risk mm-hmm. and you might even though you have a lot of time you might say I just you know want to hold something not very risky so um, I would say though in general you want to have stocks when you're younger, and then as you get older, you you shift more towards bonds mm-hmm. um, and real estate. So it's a very very complex um, yeah. thing, and each person's super different, as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, okay, so from that, I've also gathered that I should be looking at bonds. Um, I, I don't think I'm not the risky age anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about everyone else. We're infiltrating the, the older age. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Age. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a number. Age is a state of mind, ladies. It's a state of mind. Age is a state of mind. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a wide, there's so many things you can invest in, and people mm-hmm. are going to come to you, especially when they know that you might have money with a million different options. Mm-hmm. So I would say, actually, the first thing be- before you even decide, you know, what type of risk level or whatever what you want to invest in just do homework really sit down and spend as much time as you would on a vacation to bali or something (laughs) you know really on looking at each thing um individually so yeah okay that's very interesting thank you so much for those responses i think i I will be reflecting quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot to reflect on um so a couple weeks ago I went to an event called The Richest Women in Shanghai. Um, I didn't really know much about what to expect from going, but I was like, hmm, you know, this is aspirational. Sounds so, like something you want to you know? be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So I was like, let me, let me go to this. I didn't know anyone there. I just saw the flyer, and I was like, oh, this is something it sounds like I need to be at. So I went, and it was actually an extremely educational experience. And um, I'm really happy to have the organizer for the event, Tamar, here. So she's going to tell us a little bit about how she put it together and like why and how it came about. So yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, I know Bob, who is Tommy's business partner at the firm. Uh, we met a while ago and just, I mean, it's easy to get along with Bob. He's from Mm -hmm. Chicago and he just like, you feel like he's an old friend. So, uh, I think the more he and I got to know each other, we were, talking about some potential collaborations and he also knew I was running the LinkedIn local and actually doing some kind of, uh, workshops, trainings and my background, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I write fiction, but I also do a lot of copywriting. And so he was thinking maybe we could work together some way, but originally what he proposed, I, I rejected. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bob, I'm too expensive for you. Uh, ooh. <laughs> the richest woman in Shanghai. But I proposed. I proposed doing a, a like a pro bono kind of events because mm-hmm. this year I was really interested in rebranding myself as more of a storyteller, and that's mm-hmm. really what I want to be known as and what I'm stepping into. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Okay, cool. How? Do, what does that look like?" And I remembered reading last year the the richest man in babylon and it totally changed mm. my views about money savings investing um so many parables in that more so than investment books i've read or different things i've studied so i really like using the power of storytelling to change our mindset so mm. i was like aha what if we call it the richest women in shanghai and mm. I was hoping it would be quite provocative and make people think, Mm -hmm. well, what is that? Some people maybe were not so impressed, but when they came to the event, they they really enjoyed it. So even if they weren't, you know, didn't feel like the name was provocative, at least they came and Mm -hmm. and then they really, really appreciated it. So Richest Women in Shanghai, the whole idea is basically to help women become empowered and more educated the way that I did about money, our belief system, and I like to use what I call the the kumbaya element. Mm-hmm. I bring the kumbaya piece to more of the the logical, analytical, uh, educational side. That mm-hmm. way, we can combine, you know, things that maybe men might use in investing and saving. But you will not hear most men talk about the kumbaya side mm. of yeah. saving and investing, right? Because mm. as women, we're just different. And and I really believe for us to be powerful, we need to use our intuition. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the whole idea. And um, we're going to get ready next week for our our second event. And yes. this time we're yes. going to talk about a woman's worth. So Ooh. that's going to be... Yes. We're going to play off of good old Alicia Keys, <laughs> a woman's <laughs> worth song. So oh, quite yes. exciting. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, with the success of the first event, cause I definitely feel like it was a success. There it was, sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a ton of women awesome. there. I got to meet a ton of people and the, I think one of the best segments of the night was the Q and a portion because people yeah. got tons of good questions and we got, you guys had a lovely panel there. So I was just wondering like, what's, what are your goals? Um, with the richest women in Shanghai like what what do you like foresee in the future I know that you guys are turning this into a series yeah I mean I think we wanted to see how it went first of all and it was quite exciting to have an event sold out granted we're keeping it small and intimate quote-unquote yeah uh, by limiting it to 40 people this time we're going to go up to maybe 50 
because we just want women to feel comfortable and still be able to share and be vulnerable. But also we want to give many women the opportunity to learn just like they did at the first one. So mm-hmm. we're really being quite organic and intuitive, but also strategic at the same time. So we're listening mm-hmm. to our audience and Last time, we really felt like the women like wanted to be talking about their value and how do you ask for a raise? How do you uh, get over the gender gap with with mm. pay grade? Yeah. So we're listening to our audience, but I actually just recently shared with Tommy and Diosa, who's our amazing like organizer, that I would love to see this turn into a global movement and yes. maybe register it as a 501c3 nonprofit in the U.S. and then kind of lend it out oh, wow. to other mm-hmm. cities globally. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a global conference in the near future and like Oprah is going to come. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, definitely. You know, Tony Robbins. Well. Yes. Why yes. not? So that's Why kind not? of the, the ultimate dream if all mm-hmm. goes well in Tomorrowland. Yes. That is that is really really awesome, and I really like the just the the angle of it, how different it is in terms of just like um, almost customizing or tailoring finances specifically for women, because we do have different different needs, different, and we we are intuitive, as you've said. Now I have a, a another question, last Please. question, I promise. <laughs> Ask <laughs> <And> away. <laughs> my question is just centered around. So this episode is centered around um, money and kind of the relate your relationship with money and the experience of having money, not having money trying to save money, you know? Uh, and uh, in general, in society, you see you'll have the, the dermatologist with not so good skin or you'll have the dentist <laughs> with not so good teeth. <laughs> so, you know, in this case, I really just want to know as people who are like really just well-versed with finance and stuff, what is what is your relationship with money? Like what are, or, or maybe better yet, what are some of the things that you struggle with personally oh, when it comes question. to um, finances? That is a really good question. <laughs> Um, because really our, our role in our clients, um, you know, life is to be the non-emotional, mm. really analytical person that tells you, no, okay, it's the market yeah. is crashing, but it's okay. Let's, mm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll ride through it. But for myself, I haven't really thought about that, but I, as, as you asked me, I, I've realized that I have Bob, um, my business partner. I have mm. my brother who also works with me. And we have, you know, 10 people on our team that have very different minds Mm. and we all kind of bounce off each other. So Mm. one person might be, you know, thinking one way and the other person will, will, you know, put the guardrails on. Mm. So having a very close network is is how I think, you know, I, I do it. Yeah. Yeah, to have a close network that kind of holds you accountable. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, and for me, I was very vulnerable the first event and part of my story that really shocked everyone but helped Mm -hmm. them become vulnerable was I shared about how I filed for bankruptcy at age 25. I mean can you imagine and of course I shared like more of the background and stuff Mm -hmm. behind it but a lot of it was I had to change my mindset my habits my relationship there was even one point when I was writing to money in my journal and oh, thanking wow. it That's and so asking helpful. it to wow. be my friend mm. and writing affirmations about like money is a tool that I use to achieve my goals. And it's mm. OK to have money because when I have more money, I can do more good for for others. Mm. So, you know, I really 
I know that there's so many stories similar to mine, especially for women. And I just, I want people to know that even if you have a story of shame around money or embarrassment, Mm -hmm. you can change it. And so that's what this whole community and this organization and movement really aims to do that we want to meet women where they are it doesn't matter Mm. if you have millions in the bank or you know your check just bounced (laughs) you know it's to really help women use the principles of the Mm. book the richest man in babylon and help to establish those new habits and mindset which is what has really helped me the past several years get to much Mm. better place so yeah and thinking differently like kind of what Tommy was saying it's different for everyone so for me like my near future financial goals would be to uh, finish paying off my student loan which is a big struggle for lots of us and then invest in international real estate so that I can start making basically income while I'm sleeping Mm. so those Mm. kind of things too like giving myself those steps those goals taking time to research talk to people who are knowledgeable and making sure that I'm making the best choices for myself. I mean, I'm going to be 35 this year. I plan to live to 150. So I'm relatively (laughs) young, so I can still take lots lots of risks. So, you know, it really is everything is a state of mind, but I had to repair my relationship with money. I really like that. I mean, it was just a confrontation. It's like how many times you just kind of try and not look yeah, or, I, I don't want to know how much I've spent, and I don't want. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, during during the recession <laughs> in two thousand eight, the Great Recession, when you look at the the analytics of how many people were logging into their banks or into their mm-hmm. account to see their stocks, guess how low it was compared to when people wow. were doing well, yeah. because we don't want to face things that are scary, and. What I really aim to do and what I've done in my own life is we're going to face the monster head on Mm. because whether you know it or not, you got a sword here and you got a machete here and we're going to go face it. And the only way to overcome and change is when you face it, you acknowledge reality and then you can start changing your narrative. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Okay, so thank you so much for taking the time to um, really just educate us and uh, also to just share your knowledge. It's, it's really, you've said something so important about, you know, when you when you don't have the information, it's important to speak to people who do. And we're just really grateful that our listeners are going to um, also get to know a whole lot more about money and they're going to benefit from, you know, um, your knowledge as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us. Yeah. Our well, pleasure. thank you for having us. And we will be running a new series coming soon which I know you guys are going to post an ad for us but yeah Tommy really wants to empower millennial expats so that is coming up ladies and gentlemen listening it's it's coming for you yeah thank you so much thank you Tamar and Tommy Um, (laughs) um, if you guys are looking for more information on either one of them we will have their bios in our description so check that out and we will hear talk to you in the next segment bye bye for now thank you guys personal finance for millennial expats workshops presented by oliver and greb capital management for those who want to learn how to transform their finances while living abroad develop new skills and actually enjoy taking action in key personal financial areas that will make a difference in your life and long-term wealth gain a better understanding of key personal finance principles including how to budget save, invest, and spend monetary resources over time, taking into account various financial risks and future life events. 
Join their first workshop in June, which is an introduction and overview of what will be covered in more depth and detail beginning in September 2019, where they'll take you on a 12-course journey that will make you a personal finance rock star. More details coming soon. Contact 1-326-2734-119 to learn more or register. Okay, hey everyone, welcome to Unlearn. So we've had a, a great focus on uh, investment and finances and really just investing in your finances. And now we're going to take a look at basically investing in yourself. So as a form of self-care. Hmm, self-investment. Self-investment is just equally as important, right? So I was looking online because we know we all think we all think we know what self-care is. You know, we have a little routine, a little pamper session or something that we have. And I was just looking at actually if we had to like just define it, what are some of the things that um, are entailed in self-care? And, you know, there were the basic things like sleep, diet, taking lunch breaks. You know, if you work in co- in toxic corporate uh-huh. environments yeah, or just yeah. toxic environments in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that I found interesting was creating a no list. No list. Yeah, yeah, creating a no list. That's just one of the things where, um, you know, you always feel the pressure to say yes to a lot of things, whether it's an appointment with a friend or it's, you know, work work arrangements that you've now made. And I think that was an interesting one for me. And now I'm just curious, what are some of the the ways in which you make sure that, you know, you are deliberately engaging in self-care? Yeah, those are all very seem like like an evolved person's self-care things you know when I feel like I need some self-care some TLC to myself I'm definitely gonna order some chicken nuggets <laughs> yes um I want to go get my nails done mm. I want some coffee um I want to get my hair done like see like a common theme with all these things it costs money that's what I'm saying okay self-care yeah. to me spend, spend some coins you know um, so it almost goes back to if you if you're doing if you're handling your money right, exactly. then you actually have the finances you can to self care. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean that also translates into like like this past weekend I went to this uh, shop skincare and I bought tons of face masks. And uh, things. Yeah. You know, so it's like in the long term I'm gonna have them and I oh after a long hot day in this humidity putting on a mask just feels so good. Or when you have you that know? stressful breakout, you know. I don't then, get breakouts. I have perfect skin. Oh, oh, lucky you. <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> then your self-care when it comes to skin is on point. Yeah, it's just for the glow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 I really, I really enjoy self-care. And I feel like one of the things that I've really had to, to almost reevaluate when it comes to self-care is what self-care is supposed to look like. Yes. You know, um, oftentimes, yeah, we do feel that it's the spa treatments or it's a holiday, but a lot of the times it's just being able to say no, you know, like kind of this, this yeah. article said. And also just uh, choosing. Sometimes it's even um, choosing to stay home. But sometimes it's choosing to go out partying because you just need like a place to release, to vent. And I think I've, I've, I've been learning to let go of this traditional sense of what self-care is supposed to look like. And it's not always the bigger things like the grand things like the holidays. Sometimes it's just really the simple Things, even getting rid of toxic friends, I think that's a big act of self-care. Yes, and I think also just realizing that, you know, you don't need anything to do that. You can just sit in a quiet room, meditate, you know, phone call that's free, you know. You don't have to be like me, wasteful, 
overindulgent, <laughs> you know. You could call your mom. Like I, for me personally, that's one of my self care things. I'm like, you know what? Tonight, I'm just gonna speak to my mom. And I mean, you uh, know, unless she says something stressful, obviously, yeah, like you. My mom's not the most calming. She's definitely. <laughs> On another level of uh, excited that I am, so I need to be prepped for her phone calls. But yeah, you know, phone calls with family. Yeah, know. there's definitely different, differently, there's definitely different ways to self care, not not the conventional sense. And uh, I've also looked at when when to self care. That's also an interesting one because a lot of the time we think, oh, I've had a rough week. I'm just gonna go to the spa. But you know, a lot of a lot of what's entailed in self-care is also being very deliberate, which means that you do it before you're actually burnt out. No, exactly. I think, especially, like, working in Shanghai, in a big city specifically, it's, like, I always, like, with my hair or skincare, I have to mm-hmm. make, like, appointments to do that. And I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to indulge because it's, like, yeah, like, you're doing it before you're burnt out. And it's also, like, I don't want acne. I'm not going to take care of my skin when I already have it. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. Yeah. You have to exfoliate, cleanse, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, that's like the same thing. Like, I would hope that you're not just eating when you're starving, you know? It's yeah. Like, and you're not just eating healthy when your health is exactly. at risk. You exactly. really just need to be deliberate with just it in the small there things. Just those steps today, girl, you know, just... Or meditating you know? when you're already yeah. stressed, <laughs> when it's too hard yeah. to actually just focus and meditate. Um, so that's definitely one of the things as well that I've been like, you know, one needs to be very deliberate with regards to that. And then now this is something that you actually mentioned earlier, um, about, you know, indulging and, you know, just kind of splurging, um, and also just maintaining a balance with that. Like when is it indulgence and when is it self-care? Mm. You know, I find that I find there's, there's a very thin line between the two. I'm oh, like, it's, it's very thin. There are days like, where I'm like, I'm, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there are days where I'm like, you know what, this week I am tired because I have to do like 10 million different things. So therefore, I am not catching the metro. It's just that's, like, I feel like you and Didi, it's like that frog <laughs> with the hood on its head. And you're like, no, I need to save money. And the frog's like, do you want a no. Didi? Just do it. No, just just catch a Didi. You're tired. Just you already put tired. your address in. Click, but, okay. <laughs> but in my defense, you know, there are those weeks where it's like really, really rough and not... And not going on the metro and doing the changes and all of that means that I'm preserving my energy. You know, energy that I could be using towards other things that I have to focus on. So for me, it may not look like the traditional self-care, but that's my form of self-care. Preserving my energy, walking less, so that I'm less yeah. tired to do other things. <laughs> I definitely walk more than I take DD. I just, I don't know, I, I prefer, I feel like I prefer to be like out of traffic and I just want to walk sometimes. So sometimes that's like my thing. I just get off the metro and just walk. Okay, just but I like, guess that's that's yeah. that's self care for your health. Well, yeah, because I just <laughs> you know like being around less people. You know, it's like I don't want to be stuffed on the metro. I don't want to be sitting in traffic. And it's just like, ugh. But luckily, from my job and everything else, it's pretty quick, so I don't have to zigzag up and downtown. But yeah, I think overindulgence for for me definitely comes in the form of shopping. <laughs> I yeah. love to shop and. I've definitely learned, you know, the more you make, the more you spend, if you're overindulgent. So I've definitely been, I feel like I've been more conscious of checking my account and just being like, okay, like, are you going to use this long term? You know, like, do you really need this kind of thing? And that's just, you know, I do buy coffee every morning, but um, even though I have a coffee maker and coffee at home. But I've also found that one 
essential thing that also links back to finances and just investing in yourself. So I, I, you know, I took a little shift in terms of um, when when going out and instead of shopping or splurging. So the money that I would be go using on uh, on Taobao buying outfits. I've just redirected to going to events that I'm interested in, like, you know, your weekend retreats or yeah, 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 your yeah. events kind of for networking. And when you kind yeah. of repurpose your finances uh, into something that is actually making you invest in yourself exactly. and self yeah, yeah, yeah. a form of like self-care, that. I found that that's also really helped as well. That's really good, yeah. I've done the same thing, like, with travel. I've just kind of booked the flights ahead of time. Yeah. So it's like they're booked, so now I have something to save towards, so I know I'm not going to be spending all of my money on frivolous things, but yeah. some of it will always be frivolous, you know, you just have to... Frivolousness. You know, uh, what's it called? Disposable income. Hashtag disposable income. Oh, Get goodness. you some. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this week on un- so this week on Unlearned, really just, uh, I wish, we wish uh, to all of our listeners that, you know, you make sure that you're deliberate with your self-care, you invest in yourself, and you make sure to invest in yourself before the burnout. Make it a deliberate and consistent thing and uh, let us know as well just what you yeah. different ways that you invest in yourself uh, and your different self-care routines to make sure that you are all good and okay yes thank you for that unlearning burnout that's a great one and learning burnout yes, yes very good all, all right, right well we'll see you in a bit close out the show bye bye hey there are you enjoying the podcast i hope so are you a business or entrepreneur interested in collaborating with Uncorked? If so, you can contact us at uncorkedsh at gmail.com. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Bye! Hey guys, welcome back. This is Uncorked. Yes. Um, and this week, we have already given you a whole lot of questions and material to sit on. So we just wanted to come back and... You know, we really want you to join the conversation and ask you, what is your relationship with money? You know, I feel like that was a very, it's very pertinent, you know, to right now where we live, living abroad. And uh, Kito brought that up to Tamar and Tommy. So I wanted to ask her, what is her relationship with money? And how do you, you know, like what's been your experience in Shanghai? Well, I think that my relationship with money has definitely gotten better in the sense that I am working on being comfortable around it and also just taking accountability. I think that sometimes you always think that I'm I'm not the adultiest adult, like you're waiting for this benchmark of adulthood where you just understand money. But when you take accountability in the small things, money is not so scary and abstract and so my relationship with money has gotten much better. I'm definitely trying to attract um, more money. Um, and yeah, yeah, nothing complicated. And I've definitely learned more from just this podcast and this um, yes, yes, yes. And this episode. <laughs> Very informative. Yes. And how's your relationship been with money? I think that for me, um, like Tommy mentioned, um, for me, definitely when I was growing up, I felt like there was a bigger confrontation that I was having with money mm. and it just stemmed from constantly spending and not saving. Mm. Um, but as I get older and I'm learning how to save and I have more money, hashtag disposable income to just kind of throw around, hashtag, um, hashtag. you know, it's like, it's exciting to have money. So I'm just like, okay, like, but in order to like, still be excited and do all these things, I have to save some for a rainy day. Mm. You know, it's like, I can't have a croissant and coffee every day. Like, 
You know, it's just, you know, once, it's, every other day is okay. <laughs> and it's exciting to see. I, I have one thing that I found is it's, it's becoming more exciting to just see money in my account exactly just just to see it there yeah. like check my balance and i'm yes. like yeah if i want to fly to wherever i could do that right now yeah. and that's the exciting yeah. part about saving yeah especially going from like being in college to those negative balances and foolishness you know it wasn't easy and also being an adult who has responsibilities that you're still has to pay for and being able to travel and afford pretty much everything that i want lately is great and i like that like if i want to do something i can do it if i want to buy something i can buy it so, that's been my experience, and just, saving is never going to be easy, but I'm out here trying. Okay. Yeah, we're working on this, getting, having a better relationship with money. And just a, a quote that, that kind of came to mind when uh, Tamar was speaking about repairing her relationship with money. There's a South African media personality, Kanyin Bao, and this, this is a quote that she said. She says, money recognizes me, money is comfortable around me, money loves me. So money feels like when it needs someone to talk to, it will choose me in the crowd. And it will come sit with me. So that's definitely the level of comfort that I'm aspiring to be at when it comes to money. Yeah, just viewing money in a positive way, I feel like that really has an effect on how much money you're going to make. You know, if you're constantly thinking of money negatively, you're never going to make any. Yeah. You know, and like Tamar said, like she really spoke it into existence and... Like, like, oh, that's what you have to do. You have to be money's friend. Have it come sit next to you. You know, make sure it's comfortable around you. Yes. So hope that it's been a very informative episode and uh, hope that you will be making wiser choices and having, working on repairing your relationship with money. Yes, I hope you have enjoyed our guest and our commentary on money, money, money. Um, and if you would like to join the conversation and tell us what your relationship with is with money, that would be great. Um, as usual, you can find us on Instagram, UncorkedSH, Twitter, UncorkedSH, and if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email us at UncorkedSH at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye! See you next time. Bye!